0: Well, it's good to see you, it's good to be here, and it's uh, good to have my my dad on the front row, my mom and dad with us this morning uh, from Oregon, and I want to say thanks for being a good father, dad, thanks for uh, being there for me and teaching me how to play baseball and taking me fishing and hunting and and, uh, doing all those important things, building Pinewood Derby cars and all that sort of stuff, it's good. I wouldn't be here today without you, dad, or mom, so thank you both. Well, I am uh, excited for our uh, series. We're kind of going to jump into it. But before I do, um, I want to just say that uh, as we are discovering Joshua, the book of Joshua, we started last week on Joshua chapter one. We're in Joshua chapter two. You can turn there if you'd like. Uh, we're going to take quite a few months going through this. If you're not plugged into a connect group or a discipleship group, um, you're missing out. Really, we are just only able to highlight some of the the amazing things that God is doing through Joshua. And if you have an opportunity or chance to get connected with our discipleship group, which used to be called seeds groups, which we are now we have changed to discipleship groups. And here's why, because when people come in there and they don't know God, they don't know anything about what seeds may mean to us who have been a Christian for a while. That makes perfect sense. In fact, it's a great name. I love the name. But with those who don't know what that means coming in, they could be a little bit weird, right? With seeds, you want to plant a seed, what does that mean? You know, it can be a little bit intimidating or scary, not sure what they're getting into. So we want to kind of just spell things out. We want you to get pl- plugged into a discipleship group. And if you uh, leave here today without getting plugged in, we want you to get plugged in. And, and, and every week it's going to be a good opportunity to get plugged in because it's, we're just discovering new things every week. You don't have to be... There's no start and stop point on this series. You just come in into a discipleship group. And they're at the back of the corner of the, of the wall back there. So just a little plug. Get plugged in. You will benefit um, through your week. And then Sunday morning will, will, will be just the, the starting point for your week. But Joshua chapter 2 is uh, it's an amazing chapter. And it talks about a, a, a woman. it highlights a woman. And her name is Rahab. Rahab was a prostitute. Rahab lived in the city of Jericho. The city of Jericho was just on the other side of the River Jordan. In Joshua chapter 1, we see that the the Israelites had been wandering the the desert or the wilderness for 40 years with the leadership of Moses. In Joshua chapter 1, Moses had passed away, and now Joshua has taken the reins. And as soon as Moses passed away... God says to Joshua, get ready, prepare your men. Three days, you're going to go across the Jordan. Across the Jordan, there's an immediate battle right ahead, and that's Jericho. Jericho was known as a fortified city. It was a pagan city. They didn't know God. They didn't worship God. And they were living in the land that God had already promised the Israelites. The Israelites had forfeited the promise or the blessings that God, they gave up that blessing when they complained about God. They didn't have enough faith to inherit the blessings that God had already prepared for them. So they had allowed Satan to come into a territory that they should be owning. And how many of us have allowed and given over things, the blessings, giving that over to where it shouldn't be given over to? And we are forfeiting some of the blessings that God has given us. God may give you the blessing of leadership, but if pride comes in, you let that spirit come in, it's going to destroy your influence. God may give you the blessing of relationship or marriage, but if you allow distrust in your marriage, it's going to rob you of the blessing of that marriage. We allow the spirit of the enemy to come into the blessings that God has already provided for us and promised us to have. And we have given some of those up, which is what the Israelites has already done. Now, through new leadership, Joshua is commanding him to be strong and courageous three times. In Joshua chapter 1, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified. You're about to go over across the Jordan. And the first thing that you go into the promised land, the promises, there's a battle. How many of you know that when there there is a blessing ahead of you, you may have to fight for it? Fight for the blessings that God gives you. Don't just sit there and think that the blessings just come. And if, they, if there's a battle, that there's no blessing to be had. No, we see through the example of the Israelites crossing the Jordan. That they had a fight for the land that was already theirs. The promise that God had given them a blessing to inherit. There was a battle that needed to be, to be fought. And the first place that's there, sitting on the other side of the Jordan, is Jericho. And in the city of Jericho is this woman named Rahab. Rahab's a prostitute and she's inside the city. The enemy who's living in the territory of God's blessings where they should be, the enemy is there. And there's this one woman who is the lowest of the low, the, the sinner of all sinners, the one who is treated with, with disrespect. She's known as it's just as, dis, as dirt. Women in the, in the ages just didn't even have any rights, anyways. They were second class. And here's the bottom of the bottom of the second class. And God chooses to redefine her story. Her house, her room was on the exterior. The city walls was built within the city walls of Jericho. On the exterior was Rahab's house. And as any stranger or traveler would pass by Jericho, she would wave the scarlet rope or the scarlet out the uh, cord, which would mean that she was out for business. She was ready to welcome in those strangers, to lure them in. How many homes had Rahab destroyed? How many marriages had she ruined? How many relationships were torn to pieces because of Rahab? The sinful women, woman, who sold herself to the enemy and was purchased and enslaved by the enemy that was living in the territory of God's blessings. But we see that Rahab was spared by a faith that was living inside the enemy camp and God had redefined her life. Later, we'll see through the genealogy of Jesus. Jesus' genealogy goes back to King David. King David who King David was... The son of Jesse. And Jesse comes from Rahab. So in the lineage of Jesus, we see a prostitute. And we see how God can use the lowest of the low. An outcast to bring glory. And to bring honor. And to redefine a name. We may read and we may think of Rahab as Rahab the prostitute. But when we read in Scripture, we see that she is a name of honor because through her, we see the glory of Jesus. Joshua is an incredibly, incredibly powerful book. And there's so many points and pictures to Jesus throughout the entire Old Testament. But in Joshua, we could see Jesus through the whole thing. I want us today to think about the power that you have, the power that you possess right now. The power that the Israelites possessed was already within them when they were traveling for 40 years. In the moment of complaining, they gave up some of that power. But through the the leadership of Joshua, there was a power regained because of a perspective that was already inside of him. And the people were prepared to win the fight with Jericho, They have something on their side and you have something on your side that is a powerful tool that sometimes we miss out on. Let's face it. We miss out on living in the power that we should be living daily. Because there's a fight, there's a battle that you are facing that is right ahead of you. In fact, there is a blessing in front of you, but you may have to fight for that blessing as we learned last week. Are you prepared for that? And the best way to be prepared for that, what I read in Revelation... Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 speaks of a double-barreled shotgun of how to defend and to defeat the enemy. When you have attacks coming your way, you better have more than just the shield because you got to have something to fight with. And that's the word of God and the power of God within you already. We're not here to just to ward off and just to fight or to, to defend. You're here to fight. You're warriors. You're soldiers. You are to be confident. You are to be courageous. You're to be strong people of God. You're ready for battle. You don't just put on the armor to hide. We put on the armor to fight. And in Revelation, I love this, it says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. You have two things that are going for you, that every single person who has been purchased and bought by the blood of the Lamb, that's Jesus Christ, has a power inside of them that nobody else has. Somebody who does not have Jesus has no power compared to the power that you have in Jesus' name. That's the blood of the Lamb. We're talking about spiritual power, a powerful force that is inside of you that is not you, but that is something that is inside of you that is the spirit of God. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the, from the dead is the same power that is inside of you and me. Do we either believe that or we don't? And if we don't believe it, it's not going to be utilized or seen in our lives. So we better be putting our faith where it belongs in the power of Christ living inside of you. Tap a hold of that. That's where you're going to find strength and victory over the battles in your life. And the moment you say yes to saying God, you're saying yes to the battles that are in front of you. You're also saying yes to the blessings that are greater in front of you. The second thing that we see is through the power of the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The word of your testimony is so powerful. That's why we started off the the service with the testimony of Tiffany and Brian because there is power in speaking that and saying that because you're reminded of how good God is and there's power in you hearing that. The power is is that it builds your faith. And when you are a person of faith, there is a defense and a battle that is being won in your favor because of God. moving through you and faith elevates and promotes victory they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony revelation it spells it out it spells it out for you and i that there are mighty weapons of arsenal that is ready to be used against satan's accusations and it's pretty familiar for those of us who have have been a christian for a while or those of us who have uh, read the word of god It's pretty straightforward. The sacrifice, the the blood represents the sacrifice and the over generous gift of Christ on the cross in order to remove our sins and cancel the record of wrongs that Satan uses against us. See, for those of us who are Christians. Our life is in the blood of Jesus. That's where we have power. That's where there has been power displayed over our sin. That is where power has been displayed over conv- or, 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 or guilt. There's no more shame. There is power in the blood of Jesus where we receive forgiveness. We receive it wholeheartedly. And God casts that out from the east as far as to the west. We don't have to remember it because God has forgotten all about it. We move forward. We have victory in life from one battle to the next. We're not afraid of that. We are more than a conqueror because God has already conquered the next battle that you're going to face. That you don't even know yet. And he's done this through the blood of Jesus on the cross. Every victory is won because of that moment. And through The resurrection. And I absolutely love. How the Passion Translation spells out. Colossians 2.14. Listen to the words of how it's described here. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record. And the old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all. Our sins. Our stained soul. He deleted it all. And they cannot be retrieved. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a as a public display of cancellation. That is awesome. Reading that gives us power, gives you the faith in the victory of what's ahead because you know what happened in the past. The blood of the Lamb, that's the power that you get to live in right now. And we have the power, you have the power of your testimony. That's what has happened in your past that you carry with you in front of you to the victory that lies ahead. The word of your testimony, testimony is translated from the Greek word mataria, which means evidence. When somebody says, I have a testimony, They said, I've got evidence that God is who He says He is. I've got evidence in my life that I know that He will provide for you because I've seen it in my past. I've got evidence. And then you have somebody in the back say, I can testify. Because we can testify about the goodness and the provision and the miracles in your life and in my life. And when we share that, there is a power that has rested upon our shoulders that wasn't there before. And there's something that happens inside of your soul that boosts you and ready to fight. There's the power of your testimony, the power of the word of what God is doing. And we would just like to say simply like this, share about what God is winning in your life. God is winning in your life. Are we willing to recognize that, see that, and share that? Are you willing to share the good things that God is winning in your life? Stop talking about all those battles you you 've been losing because you'll continue to lose if that 's all you're focused on and that 's the biggest tactic that Satan will use to get you in that 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 state of battling and battling and battling, and you'll never be able to win if you 're never willing to recognize that who the battle really belongs to because when you're complaining you're not giving that battle over to god and you'll continue to wander the wilderness victory's on the other side of the jordan We're going to fight for it and we fight and we conquer through the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony with that set up we can turn to joshua chapter 2 we're going to start with verse 1 we're going to hover over just a few verses then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shitham. remember they 're just about ready to go into the promised land. Go look over the land, he said, especially jericho so there, so they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. They stayed in this house of the prostitute, some People think, why would God allow them to stay? Why would they have, wouldn't they have better discernment to stay in the house of a prostitute? What they were doing was they couldn't stay anywhere else. This was a familiar place where strangers would stay. So God used the protection of Rahab so that they could be in secrecy in this area. Although the secret was let out, the king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spot the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house, because they have come to spy out the whole land. See, they already knew; they were already waiting for the Israelites. They were—they knew they were—they were prepared to to have the Israelites come and take over Jericho and the land. They were on watch, and the men come, and they, the word gets out that these men were at Rahab's house, but but the woman had taken the two two men and hid them. She said, "Yes." The men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to, to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had actually taken them up on the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax and laid the, that she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in a pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Here, let me say something real quick. She lied here. She's a prostitute. Lying is the worst of. I mean, that's the least of her concerns. So we think, how can, they, how can God use this? She, she lied. That's the, just putting the reality, the terms of what, what was really happening. She's a sinful woman. And she just do, was just doing what she could to protect these guys. It was, God's just rec- recording what, what the scenario was. So she just says, hey, I want to protect these guys. These guys are important. I'm going to do what I can. I'm just going to do what I know. She doesn't know anything about God. She just knows that they're important. And she wants to hide them and keep them safe. But we hear a little bit later in these verses... What she knows about them already. Before the spies laid down for the night, right, before they fell asleep, she wanted to make sure to go have a conversation with them. So she went up on the roof and said to them, Guys, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that there's a great fear that has fallen upon us. So that all who live in this country, man, they're melting in fear because of you. You don't even realize. We've heard, we have heard how the Lord had dried up the water of the Red Sea. We know that, we already know. Where you come from you came from egypt and dried up the sea god did that for you We heard how the lord dried up the red sea for when you came out of egypt and what you did To sion and og in numbers 21 They they wanted to cross through this land and sion and og said no way we're going to come up against you We're going to attack you. Well, the israelites obliterated them The two kings of the amorites east of the jordan to whom you completely destroyed Now she the enemy this prostitute, who knows nothing about God, has heard the word of a testimony that she is using to influence these two spies to build their faith. of something that they had already experienced. They weren't the ones telling this testimony. The enemy was reminding them of how good God was. Amazing. When we heard of it, the testimony. Our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed. Amazing that right before this God said to, to Joshua do be full of courage. Be strong and courageous. Do not be, do be afraid. Do not be terrified. Do not be dis, discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Do not be discouraged. Be strong. Be courageous. And here God's telling him be strong and courageous. All the while Jericho is has no courage left. It's failed. How it records it. They've melted in fear. For the Lord your God. Is God in heaven. Above. On earth. Below. She believed. In the word. Of the testimony. Of who God. Was. And who God. Is. This was not something that she had experienced. She didn't experience the crossing of the Red Sea. She didn't experience the battles before. But she believed in God now. Because of these two men. That they're at the. That in her house. She was able to tell them of that this whole city is God's and that God has power is going to take out the, not just Jericho, but the whole land is theirs. What a contrast to the 12 spies that were sent out years before, right? When Moses sent out the 12 spies to spy out the land of Canaan, all they could see was the giants. They couldn't see the victory past the giants. And here they're in a city. They're in the city walls with Rahab the prostitute. And here God is saying, I've already delivered this uh, to you. And he's telling that to, uh, to them through a prostitute. The lowest of the low of the low. The one who has nothing to say, right? No validation. Who would even uh, trust a, a, a woman, let alone a prostitute in her words. But here God is speaking directly through her. And she believed because of the word of the testimony, the power of the testimony. Forty years ago, <laughs> it was the Israelites that were afraid of the enemy. Here, the enemy all along was afraid of the Israelites. It was not the Israelites who should be afraid, but it was the enemy who really was the reality. See, we listen. Sometimes we produce a reality that is really not a, not the reality. See, we become afraid of the battles that are in front of us, but really, it's the enemy that's afraid of us. That's why there's even a battle. God didn't see you as a threat, excuse me, if Satan didn't see you as a threat, there would be no battle. There would be no fight. And sometimes we question, God, if you want to use me, why is there why am I having to fight so hard for this? Well, maybe because Satan sees a potential there that you don't even see. There's a battle that is there. But you don't have to be afraid of it because the enemy is already afraid of God inside of you. The enemy was already crumbling. The enemy was already afraid and the walls, were well, they're already being torn down. Before the Israelites got there, they were already fragile. They were already susceptible to being conquered. You can't win a battle if you place fear as your ally as your friend the power of your testimony is this it puts fear where it belongs back into the enemy camp when you share your testimony you share about the good things of god it replaces the fear that you may have and it puts it onto the enemy where the enemy will be afraid of who god is in you and who god is what god is doing through you and that god is working before you If you have fear in your life about the battle, you need to place that fear on the enemy by telling about the good things that God has already done, about all the victories that he has provided for you, about all the blessings, about all the miracles, all the things that you have seen, experienced, all the battles that you have won. Remind yourself of the times in the desert, how he, how he has blessed you and taken care of you and didn't let you starve to death by how he provided for you every single day. And that will give you power for your victory that you need that lays ahead in the battle in front of you. Rahab tells about the wonderful things that God has done for them. The miracles, the victories, the provisions. She says, I know what's about to happen. Before you guys even sit in here, I know that God's already given this to you. Because we've all heard the power of God, we're afraid afraid of what's going to happen next. When the enemy hears about the power of God, the enemy will always cower in fear. Satan cannot stand to hear about the victories that God has in your life. I mean, Stan, he's going to be on his knees in the name of Jesus. And the truth is that what you may fear that's in front of you, Satan is way more afraid of it than you are. And it's not a matter of if those walls, are going to come down. It's not a matter of if Jericho, the Jericho in your life is going to be destroyed. It's a matter of when. Because when you have God for you, tell me who can really stand against you. When you have the spirit of God that is with you, who can prevail? No one. Rahab knew this. She heard about it. She believed. In fact, we see this woman, she had more faith than the Israelites did. And she was living in the wrong place. She was living in the wrong city, but she was positioned to live in the blessings that God had already promised. This is the amazing work and the amazing power of your testimony of what you have to share share your story share the power and the victory that god has done in your life share it you will become more powerful and the the person who hears that will gain a strength of faith A sight to see something spiritual rather than the physical. You bring something spiritual inside the physical, right? A lot of times we miss out on the spiritual working of God because we only see the the physical. God is in the physical. He's inside that. Draw that out and say, man, God is certainly here in this. And there will be power in your battles. She was a prostitute. She was a nobody. She was somebody who was purchased and sold by the enemy. But God had a different plan for her life. By using that scarlet cord, we begin to see the picture of Jesus come in pretty clearly. Scarlet is a a deep red color. We see this. She's entrapped by the enemy. She's entrapped by sin, her life, our identity, everything. She had no way out. She was owned. God see, saw that, that stain, and what her life meant by that red cord. And she repur- or He repurposed her past. He gave a new definition of what that cord meant. When she would draw that out to the window previously before she used it to help the spies. It was a symbol of shame. But it would later become an emblem of honor. What used to be a sign of captivity, God would redefine as a symbol of freedom and rescue. Once was a mark of exploitation would later become a promise for her protection And like the blood over the doorposts during the Passover, Jesus is the Passover lamb. The scarlet would become her testimony of God's love and provision for her. And Jesus, whose blood would flow on the cross, would be our protection our passover would be our saving grace would be his love poured out for us and when there's death and destruction knocking on the door it passes by through the blood of jesus and there is a rescue there is a redeemer and it's through the blood of jesus It's the power of the blood of the lamb and it's the word of your testimony that we can conquer and totally destroy the enemy. Can we say that? It's okay to say that we don't have to be afraid of what the enemy hears when we say we're going to totally destroy you. We don't have to be afraid when we have confidence in Christ Jesus. I think that maybe sometimes you say don't say that that's just asking for trouble. Bring it on. Because it's not us fighting anyways. And God can handle everything. In fact, he's already conquered it through the blood of Jesus. And we testify and we share about how God has done that for us in our lives. That is the power that you get to live in today to fight the battles that are before you. Here's the thing. You have a battle that's in front of you. You may not even see it yet. The Israelites didn't know about Jer- or about um, about Jericho. God saw, and the enemy saw them, and through the power of their testimony, they were the. But next battle was already won. It was already won. The power of pointing praise to God is extremely powerful in your next battle. If you think that you're just here to face a battle that you're you're, you're faced with at this moment. You're missing out on the power that lays ahead. And when we point back praise to God every day, the battles that are in front of us are going to be already weakened. The enemy is going to be crumbling in fear. And so when you get to that next battle, it's just going to be like nothing. God's going to just take it over. And we'll read later how it's just a shout of praise that knocks down those walls. But praise be ever on your lips. Let's win. Through this power, the power of Jesus and the power of the word of your testimony. What I want us to do? I want us to put this in action. You can see on our walls right here, we've got this string with some little tabs. Those are from the first service where we have written down praise reports, something specific that God has done in your life. That is a good, that's a victory, that's a battle that's been won. Something in your life that you can say, thank you, God, to this. He has delivered me out of this. He has delivered me out of that. He has has won. He has has provided for me. I can think of so many. Some of them, Jackson, he is. God has spared his life, literally. How many times from drowning? Four. There was one time that he was, we were at a pool party. And he was a toddler. He was two years old. And all of a sudden, somebody came running uh, past me. I looked behind him, what was that? Reached down into the pool, and I looked back, and he pulls Jackson out. Nobody was around, and he just happened to see him. He was coughing up water. He was just sitting at the bottom of the pool. Another time, we were camping, and we were, um, we had just, uh, he was a toddler again. We were just at the camp, and he just walked off. We were by a river. We didn't know where Jackson was, and we looked for Jackson. And all of a sudden, we look in the river, and he's inside the river, and he just popped his head up to get a gasp of air, and we pulled him right out of there. There's another time I was in Yosemite, and again, Jackson, and I, there was a clear river that we were swimming across. It was too clear. It was deeper than I thought it was. I placed him right on my chest. No life jacket, nothing. I began to swim across. I thought it was just from here to those chairs. ended up being from here to uh, the back back there because i thought it was only like five feet deep when really it was like 15 feet deep all the way through and i was swimming and it was ice cold and i got so tired and he fell off and he hung onto my arm and i'm trying to hold him and we we almost drowned or he did there's more times and i'm thankful for um the battles that god has won through my daughter joey she has got the gift of joy if you see if you see joey back there she is a a joyful servant and she has given us victory just by how she loves to serve coffee. And I'm so proud of her and that, God, and, and that she takes joy in it. And she, she battles um, and she has victory through her joy, I believe. And Katie and I and all the, I have a confidence in my life because of, of the gift that God has given me through Katie. And I've won many battles because of how she has encouraged me. She is an encourager to me and she will call things out and says, You better not believe that way. I, I, I know that you are stronger than what you think you are. In fact, she just said that yesterday. I'm thankful for this church. God has blessed us. We have victories in this church. I'm thankful to be able to see so many victories in this church. I am seeing it on a, I'm going to say more than a weekly basis. There are so many praise reports that is boosting our faith right now in our church that is just incredible. And I believe that we are on the brink. No, I'm just going to say we're here. I mean, God is just kind of moving in us right now so you may have do we have pens passed out we do we have pens we've got a basket of pens what i want you to do is think about where has god blessed you where has god provided for you what has god delivered you from this is a practical application of a spiritual implication there's going to be a spiritual reward for you when you write that on we're going to put this on the string as everybody read to see and we're going to point the praise back to god and god's going to bless us as we continue to bless him it's just the way it works just continues to pour out the blessings. We don't want to be like those who, the lepers, didn't come back and, and thank Jesus for the healing. We're going to be the, the couple that came back. So take a few minutes. What is that like for you in your life? Where is God showing up? can be a little bit difficult to think about, and some of you can write about it right now. Some of you know exactly what he's delivered you from. You wouldn't be the same. You, you, it's just a miracle that you're here today. And when you're done writing, we're going we're gonna to pray in just a, a minute, because we're going to offer this up just as a, a, a praise to God. And then um, we'll go ahead and pin those up. We had to put two, another line, a string there, because the first string that we had kept falling down. That's how many praise reports we have. right? So we have another one there, and we'll just pin them on there. We're going to leave them there until next week so we can see it. We're giving power to the right things in your life right now. We're confessing the victory over sin in your life through the blood of Jesus. We're confessing the testimony of His love for you, His provision. We are offering this as a praise to God. We're we're pointing it back to Him. By the power of the testimony, the power of the blood of the Lamb, God will conquer and completely destroy Satan and his demons, and his followers, and the attacks that follow. I can see a lot of people writing right now. That's great. I'm going to go ahead and and pray over us, and pray over these, um, these reports. Of one victories, one battles. And we're just going to dedicate this to God as just a thank, a thankfulness. So as I'm praying, you can continue to just write down. That's okay. That's good. I'm just praying over you at this point. So you're going to be receiving this, and we'll pray this blessing over you as you're writing. God, I thank you for the praise. <laughs> for the answers of prayer that are in this place. We thank you. I thank you for the the areas of provision that are supernatural. I thank you for speaking through your holy spirit into the hearts into the situations that have been written down on these cards. I thank you for the blessing of people that have been drawn alongside them during the moments That they were fighting the battles. I thank you God for the victories. That you have won. On their behalf. Today. We are actively and intentionally fighting the next battle. And winning the next battle that's ahead of us. Through giving praise and honor and power where it belongs. By recognizing your power that has been in our lives already. Give evidence of you in our life. Bless us, God, as we remember you in all things and in everything in our life. To always recognize your goodness, your faithfulness, and that every time a battle is won, it is in your name only that there's victory and not ours. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Give us your strength and confidence. Lead us and go before us and fight the battles that we cannot win, but that you have already won. Help us to walk in faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name, we praise you. We say together, Amen. 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 God bless you. You are dismissed. Do not forget to sign up at the back at the table for a a connect group, a discipleship group, to continue this conversation throughout the week. Chapter 3 is next week. We get to discover that. God bless you. We'll see you at the coffee uh, table back there if you're new. I'd love to meet you. Pin up your praise reports on the side.